All Hello. Right. <laughs> so, uh, welcome to another edition of uh, Content and the Podcast. And we have what? Content and the Podcast? Content and the Machine, yeah, you right. idiot. What the fuck? Okay, wow, you're calling me out <laughs> on this? Yeah. Wow, okay. I'm angry. <laughs> this is our podcast. We, like, the only lotus of control that we ever have is this podcast. No, the only lotus of control you have is you this podcast. <laughs> I have zero control over this podcast. Okay, look, <laughs> listen, guys, I am being held captive. Please come save me at uh, WeWorkYS2. The address is... Actually, shit, I don't know the address. Someone call 911. No, but um, we have great content news. Content and the machine. Right, content the and right. the machine. You know, I am so discontent with you right now. I, um, I mean, Michael has been discontent with me this entire morning, so... Yes, um, uh, but I digress. We have great news. Uh, we finally have AC. I know. It's no longer a steaming oven, so I'm sorry, Abdul and James. You came at the wrong week because now... I'm totally just very at content homeostasis. So, <laughs> did you really have to use that word homeostasis? Yeah, why not? <laughs> like it's a biological term. I am bi- biologically happy right now. Homeostasis, <laughs> bitch. We're, we weren't even gonna talk about this right now. But I know. Like Jesus, um, I feel like we we do need a script at some point. <laughs> we never need. A, we are never gonna script this ever. But yeah, no. Although I am running off of like half a bottle of tequila and half a bottle of wine from last night, <clears> so <laughs> just making that like public knowledge. Okay, yeah. So now you guys know why I'm discontent. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so yeah, let's move to, move on to the. Topic of the day? Topic of the day, yes. <laughs> Why can't you speak today, Michael? What's going on? Because your existence is very volatile today. <laughs> I know. I do have a lot of chaotic energy. Yeah, it's yeah. like... My face is red. <laughs> so we were originally going to talk about um, startup valuations and how ludicrous they are. But we're, you know what? Instead, we're, I actually want to talk about something. Stupid decisions that people make. So for example... <laughs> Wow. <laughs> no, because like, look. That's not I, pointed uh, at all. Like, Jane, Jane, your iPhone. Oh, yeah. On on your iPhone, mm-hmm. can you make a proper call without the earbuds? I cannot. Because your earpiece is broken, right? Something like that. Yeah. Did, did you have your screen replaced? No. Okay. So, funny thing. Apparently, she didn't have her screen replaced. So, But I, I actually did want to bring this up. So, if you open up your iPhone mm-hmm. like, and you try to replace the earpiece, mm-hmm. There's this little foam pad that's stuck onto the back of the glass. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, dude, what the hell is this? And you replace it. You replace the screen. Mm-hmm. You put in, place in all the moving parts, etc. Like, without that foam piece, what happens is the mini board for the earpiece mm-hmm. short circuits. Okay. Because Apple decided to put contact pads that go up against the metal plating behind <laughs> the bloody earpiece, uh-huh. like on the back of the glass. And somehow... That got okayed in the process, <laughs> which is why they said, oh, shit, wait, this is going to be a problem. That's why they added the foam pad uh-huh. so that it doesn't touch the metal oh, plating. Okay. And you're thinking, who greenlit this? Mm-hmm. Somebody in some, somewhere through the process thought, this is a terrific idea. Mm-hmm. We're going to get people to buy so many fucking iPhones. <laughs> like, so I, I actually, like, I, brought, I bring this up because we were talking about our old company. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> everything that people are green lighting like mm-hmm. we were actually talking about another korean startup mm-hmm. um called uh, it, it's a green app that helps you 
gather your personal finances. Mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. CEO is extremely like there's a rumor going around about how he dodged the Korean draft. Mm -hmm. Lied about his academic credentials. No, that's a different Korean oh, startup. God. It's a logistic oh, Korean what? startup. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's a logistics Korean startup. He lied about his academic credentials. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's uh, that 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 company also uses the color green for their brand identity you know what what you green is green is not a good color yeah green is it's, not a good color it's not a good look no, it's not a good look because our previous company also used the color green <laughs> like green is not a let's name other green apps that are problematic let's see uh iMessage is problematic <laughs> why, why, why what <laughs> you realize we're on apple Podcasts. i know neighbor is problematic but neighbor is always problematic Let's see. I don't have many apps. But actually, this is a great segue mm -hmm. into our topic of the day. Yes. The startup which is, valuations. Yes, startup valuations. Like, so for example. Because it's a shit show. It is a shit show. So for example, the original, the green app with personal finances, that company is valued at $300 million as per its pr uh, prior. $300 million? Yeah, prior, prior valuation. What the fuck? Yeah. By what measure? Like, what are they? <laughs> so. What are they valuating themselves based off of? No, yeah, nobody knows. This <laughs> logistics startup is claiming to be a unicorn. This this crowdfunding startup here in mm. Korea looking to IPO is claiming, look, we're not going anywhere south of a billion dollars in valuation. Oh my lord. And Wait, billion US dollars? So what is that in Korean won? Uh, one trillion. What? Yeah. 일초. 일초? Yeah. So, like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here is the thing. Kickstarter. Where do you get that money nobody from? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Kickstarter, at its peak in 2014, was valued as a unicorn. Mm -hmm. Now, in 2020, its traffic, traffic user metrics, every single key performance metric mm -hmm. that they were tracking is down to 35% of their original peak. Jesus. That's a third their size. Mm -hmm. Uh, Indiegogo is also suffering from the same shrinkage in uh -huh. business uh, business operations. Uh -huh. So they're no longer seen as unicorns. They're seen as just medium enterprises. Uh -huh. And at the same time, this Korean startup who's pursuing an IPO mm -hmm. as, a, as a Kickstarter clone mm -hmm. is claiming to be a unicorn. Mm -hmm. At a billion dollars. Yeah, so like... Startup valuations never make any sense. No. And you see all these paper billionaires. Mm -hmm. And you're like, dude, all these paper billionaires, look at them. They're so rich. I wonder what cars they drive. And they drive a bloody Toyota Corolla. Mm -hmm. And you're thinking, wait, how come somebody so rich drives a Toyota Corolla? Well, let me tell you how startup valuations work. <laughs> I'm ready. So, Jane, do you want to know the fastest way to get to a billion dollars? I don't. Like in paper paper money. Paper so money. Come, come up with a company. Mm -hmm. Issue... 999,999,999 shares. Uh -huh. Issue one new share. Sell it to a new investor at $1. Then each of your shares are now worth $1. Uh -huh. Now you become a 999. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> That's how startup valuations work. That's how paper valuations work. More or less. What? Yes. Because it's deemed... Look, there's no open market for private shares. Right, 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 right. right. There's no open That's why market. it's private. Yeah, which is why if you get the only way to the only way to validate your valuation mm -hmm. is to have somebody buy your shares right. to have a transaction occur. Right, right, right. The open market, thousands of transactions occur, which is why we see this as a fair market value, mm -hmm. because there's thousands of players. There's a lot of information symmetry, mm -hmm. quote unquote. So we assume that that's the fair market value. Mm -hmm. Private companies don't have that luxury. Mm -hmm. So we pursue investors. Mm -hmm. 
And if they're convinced enough to say, oh, look, that's a fair market value for your company, and they buy your shares, a transaction occurs, that price becomes the new market price for your shares. Mm -hmm. So that's how you become a paper billionaire. Mm -hmm. A lot of these. That is fascinating. I want to try that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Why would no? That's ter that's a terrible idea. I'll just do Fannie Incorporated. Yeah, wow. Okay, <laughs> that's like already a red flag. <laughs> and I'll be a paper billionaire, Fannie Kim. But obviously, unleashed. Obviously, if you have unchained. A, can you like <laughs> let me finish? So obviously, <clears throat> one transaction isn't going to be enough. You have to have a track record of these transactions in right. order to build a history mm -hmm. also there is something known as a 409a valuation in mm -hmm. the united states okay which is an, which is an accounting valuation for a private enterprise mm -hmm. but that largely goes ignored and it's only used for stock options mm -hmm. so that's saying that's saying look our company is worth this much this is why and this is why we're issuing your stock options at this price like mm -hmm. and for those of you who don't know what a stock option is it's the right to buy a share at a given price at a future date. Mm -hmm. So that's like saying, look, I expect this stock, stock to go up in price. Mm -hmm. So I want to get a stock option right now mm -hmm. so that I can lock in the price. Mm -hmm. And later when I want to exercise this option, right. I only have to pay X instead of Y. Right. And the difference between Y and X becomes my gains. Right. So technically, so 49A valuations are rubbish. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Because accounting firms actually don't have any basis to work off of uh -huh. in order to value your startup. Because look, let's face it, your startup has only been in business for three, four years. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't know what's going to happen. You could close your doors tomorrow. Yeah. Um, investors don't know what the hell is going to happen. Mm -hmm. And this is how private market valuations are set. Mm -hmm. So as a result, like a lot of paper billionaires don't have liquid assets. They don't have cash on hand. Mm -hmm. That's why you have a lot of people driving around Corollas at the very highest, like Lexus, Mercedes, Benzes, instead of supercars mm -hmm. and whatnot. Although, I mean, there is a case we made that, like, driving those supercars is also an issue. Yeah, no. Because there, there is another, there is another startup <laughs> okay. who's CEO, who, would you like to elaborate on this? Because I thought this was just fascinating. Oh, story. oh, oh, right, right, right. So there's mm -hmm. a, there's a, a certain CEO. <clears throat> there's a, essentially it's, it's a Venmo clone. Uh-huh. Um, it, it eases payment, P2P payments, mm -hmm. right? Um, which is very interesting because P2P payments using banking apps isn't that difficult here in Korea. Mm -hmm. uh, so before we start again, I want to address an issue um, <laughs> because uh, somebody thought... <laughs> having 52 tabs per Chrome browser was a great idea and having three browsers open, <laughs> like, um... <laughs> sorry guys, this is a... Uh... You're too far from the mic. <laughs> sorry guys. Oh man, this, this, this podcast, this episode is a shit show, huh? It's all good. Let's go back to, let's go back to startups. So actually, you know what? This is a great example of a startup. Like, this is how we started. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going back to the basics, guys. We are. Um, but anyhow, so peer-to-peer -peer transfers, easy banking transfers, etc., etc. Mm -hmm. So the CEO of this firm and and one of a friend of a friend. Now mm -hmm. he's like he's also a personal contact now. Mm -hmm. uh, they had an they had a an argument regarding stock options mm -hmm. because the employee was I I'll get, I guess I'll call him a friend now. Mm -hmm. uh, my friend wanted more mm -hmm. he wanted five million in stock options yep. but the ceo only offered him one million now this is a very much first world problem <laughs> i completely understand yeah but ridiculous they're arguing over millions yeah my friend 
had a very good reason for asking for five million because mm. the CEO took out a collateral loan, mm -hmm. collateralized loan from the bank mm -hmm. using his stocks. So can you explain what that is? Because so basically, to me, but yeah, so collateralized debt basically is is putting up the house and mm -hmm. getting money for it. So mm -hmm. he put up the company, all his shares in the company, mm -hmm. to get a loan from the bank mm -hmm. in the hopes of essentially servicing the debt later on, so that he could pay it off half his stocks and then liquidate them at a higher price later mm -hmm. on. He mm -hmm. just needs liquidity right now. He needs cash right now. That's why he took out the cash. But riddle me this: so he's taking a salary from the company, mm -hmm. and I would assume like it's not it's not cheap because mm -hmm. this company is very famous for paying one and a half times market rate mm -hmm. so a why does he need liquidity and b why does he need 30 million dollars of liquidity yeah so he took out a 30 million dollar loan collateralized by his 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 stake in the company mm -hmm. so now like he's a paper millionaire he's he has millions to play around with and he's using it to buy like nice houses mm -hmm. apparently and and supercars yeah uh, uh, albeit guys i haven't fact checked this i don't know his like i i don't know the ceo personally mm -hmm. but this is the life of the super rich apparently apparently the paper rich yeah so this is how people get by with their paper billions they mm -hmm. take out loans mm -hmm. and, and they then, put up their company as yeah. collateral now, what's funny is, do you know what happens when paper companies, like when, when they don't service their debts, when no. paper billionaires don't service their debts? What happens? The bank takes the collateral. Right. That's how it works. The so bank the, just takes the collateral. The bank takes the company? Yeah. Okay. Now, the bank then has to liquidate it mm -hmm. because they need cash. Mm -hmm. Banks need cash. They don't need stocks. Yeah. <clears throat> now, this is easy if you take a... A public if you take out a loan against a public stock mm -hmm. you just liquidate the public stock on the open exchange mm -hmm. it's really difficult for private companies mm -hmm. so what ends up happening is is they put it up for auction and they actually do lose money on this transaction what the fuck Wait, this is none of this makes sense to me right now so it's a losing losing bet <laughs> <laughs> this is a lose-lose situation for everybody yeah but what the fuck? Wait, so the, they put it up for auction and what? I assume like private equity buys it? Yeah, private equity buys it. Oh and usually Lord. they buy it below face value, mm -hmm. which hopefully, so hopefully what ends up happening is, look, if I'm a paper billionaire, I put on my stocks mm -hmm. and then I get, let's say, 70% of the face value mm -hmm. um, as a loan. Mm -hmm. What the bank is hoping is if this guy goes bankrupt, mm -hmm. hopefully we could salvage this at 80% face value mm -hmm. and make a tidy profit. Mm -hmm. What ends up happening is they probably make closer to 70, maybe even 60%. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen this transaction go over well. Uh -huh. The hope is actually, like the entire thought process behind mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. is, look, this guy's a billionaire. His company seems to be doing well. Mm -hmm. We want these guys to later do banking with us. Mm -hmm. We want this guy to do banking with us when he sets up his family office. Mm -hmm. We want these guys to do business with us. Mm -hmm. So we might as well give him a loan now to start building the process. Jesus relationship. Which is so fucking shady. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know what's funny? You know how, we, you know how people argue... New York and London are the, are the two financial capitals of the world. Mm -hmm. New York is the public equity capital of the world. Mm -hmm. Like there is no doubt about who leads in the public exchanges. Mm -hmm. New York's public exchange is larger than the ec economy of, I think, 
France. <laughs> like, it's massive. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, the UK pales in comparison. It's mm-hmm. a fraction of that. Mm-hmm. But the, what the UK excels in is family offices, is rich mm-hmm. people just doing private banking mm-hmm. because of that empire. That makes a lot of sense. Because of empire. Yeah, like, this is empire. the globalization I'm opposed to. Uh-huh, right, right. Because of uh, all this uh, rich colonial imperial money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and they're really good at keeping it anonymous mm-hmm. because for some reason, like old money just is drawn to London. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it makes sense. <clears throat> it makes sense. If you, t- if you take a look at all these like paper companies, they're mm-hmm. set up in the Vir- British Virgin Islands. And mm-hmm. the reason why billionaires do this is so that they could eventually just set up a cozy lifestyle for themselves mm-hmm. for generations upon generations upon generations. Mm-hmm. And this is the sort of business that makes banks bank. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it's steady business and it's big volume business and it's generational, so it's yeah. always going to be there as long as there's progeny. Yeah, this is why, for the strangest reason, like you see, British banks ranked upon, ranked among the biggest banks in the world, despite the fact that they don't have a big investment banking arm, they don't have a big trading arm, they don't mm-hmm. have a big equities arm, etc. Et That's really interesting. I didn't know that, but it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh huh. So yeah. Um, That's very shady. <laughs> No, it is very shady. And, and actually, very, very shady. <laughs> and, and oh, God, all this money. <laughs> actually, uh, Jane actually did request that I, I talk about uh, minority representation in venture capital and private equities markets. And, and I startup think, scenes. And, and startup startups. scenes. And I think this is also a very good point, uh, place to segue. Uh, if you take a look at paper billionaires mm-hmm. and their representation, um, usually it is the race of the majority. Mm-hmm. Like you rarely see minority minorities excel in private equity. You can just say white people, man. They're not yeah. going to kill you. No. I, wait. Well, actually, I don't know. I don't yeah. know anymore. Like, mm. anybody can kill anybody now. Yeah. <laughs> Have true. you seen what happened in the States? Yeah, that's right. That's right. But I, I digress. Like, look. Look, look. Um, unfortunately, it's become like an old boys club. Mm-hmm. It is an old boys club. Like, yep, if you take a absolutely. look at... Like, I love hockey, by mm-hmm. the way. I'm a huge hockey fan. fan pen <laughs> huge hockey fan such a canadian thing to love mm-hmm. but it's such an old boys club like maple leaf sports and entertainment mm-hmm. owned by white people mm-hmm. um calgary flames owned by white people shitty team by the way mm-hmm. um mario <laughs> lemia owner of uh, the pittsburgh penguins mm-hmm. white person mm-hmm. <laughs> well even more so like all of the big like all of the owners of nfl teams of the NBA, nba teams, teams yeah they're all white people mm-hmm. and they do it like it, it's it's a show of power yeah it is very much a show of power. Mm-hmm. Um, representation doesn't exist in private equity markets because it's 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 a closed door deal. Mm-hmm. Right. It's really difficult to to get access to those deals mm-hmm. if you're not in the know. Right. Information asymmetry is is rampant in this market. Oh yeah, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Because and all this insider trading. Yeah. All this insider trading because you could set up deals. Technically, the SEC and every organization akin to the sec in national jurisdictions mm-hmm. are only only have jurisdiction over public markets mm-hmm. because individuals have access to public markets they have no incentive they have no obligation to uh, to patrol private markets mm-hmm. because private markets are quote-unquote only accessible to those in the know mm-hmm. unfortunately those in the know tend to be insiders and insiders largely tend to flock to people of uh, I guess people of similar natures, mm-hmm. like attracts like. I guess mm-hmm. 
I guess for lack of a better term, birds of a feather flock together. Mm-hmm. And it becomes an old boys club. Yeah, it does become an old boys club, which is why, like, if you take a look at um, venture capital in, in Silicon Valley, mm-hmm. I bring this up so many times. There's Latinx funds, there's yeah. minority funds, there's black funds, mm-hmm. there's, there's emerging market funds, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And all the VCs always say, look, if there was any good companies, we would we um, we take a look at all g- good growing companies with strong growth potential, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's all rubbish. Mm-hmm. If you're if if you if you're really really evaluating all these companies on the same level, mm-hmm. you shouldn't have themed funds. Right, that's true. Yeah, you shouldn't. I mean, it's a symptom. Yeah, it's a symptom of a of a deeper systemic problem. Yeah, it is, mm-hmm. and then so. But I will. But that being said, I will say that it's better that these funds exist than they don't exist. No, I agree. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it is a band-aid solution. It is. Mm-hmm. My point is, it, you know, it's also really interesting. So, and and becoming a partner at these private equity firms, becoming mm-hmm. a partner at these at, at these venture capital firms, mm-hmm. you have to have your own successful business. Mm-hmm. That's usually the barrier to entry. Mm-hmm. Um, right. <clears throat> usually, people don't get promoted within. Mm-hmm. I see. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but then what ends up happening is mm-hmm. in order for you to have a successful business, you need to get funding from these VC firms or private equity firms. Mm-hmm. But in order to get funding from these private equity and VC firms, you have to be in the know. Mm-hmm. So it's a vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. It is. It helps nobody. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, what ends up happening recently mm-hmm. is, is there, is, and, and I can't say this loud enough, South mm-hmm. Asians are actually helping break this divide. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really? Um, Chinese people are actually helping break this divide, and I, I I'm glad that they're helping break the divide, mm-hmm. mainly because they're overrepresented in places like Google. Mm-hmm. That's why they're helping break the divide. I see. I'm glad that's happening, but um, this again then brings up model minority problems. Yeah. So right. it's it's a, it's a work in progress. Mm-hmm. I like the way we're progressing, mm-hmm. but it's there's but it, still but, we're, but we have a long way to go. Yeah, there's still a long way to go. I actually appreciate that you're very aware of the fact that like yes, we're breaking a certain cycle, well not we, but like they're breaking a certain cycle, but it still presents model it still presents model minority problems. So I mean, I think I mean, obviously there's never going to be an answer to any of this. No. We've already determined this a long time ago. The only thing that's determined is death. So yeah. Till then, till then, though, we are fighting the good fight. No, we are. We are. Mm-hmm. Also, just like to end on a shit show note, because we, I do want to make this a bit more entertaining mm-hmm. uh, today. Uh, let's talk about Theranos. Oh, yeah, Theranos. <laughs> because Everybody's favorite topic. It, it has, it has, it has, um, was it? Feminism. It has racism. Mm-hmm. It has Silicon Valley. It has everything. It has paper, paper billionaire. Yeah. Has false valuation, yeah. scams, lies. So Elizabeth Holmes, mm-hmm. blonde, blue-eyed, mm-hmm. white, fe- white, white ma- female, white female. Yeah, um, gets, heter- like heter- hetero, I believe. Yeah, hetero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was born to a wealthy family. Mm-hmm. Her neighbor was Tim Draper. Jesus Christ, <laughs> Tim Draper. Yeah, Tim Draper was one of the first investors in Theranos. Oh, right. So she's she has connections to the old boys club. Hi Tim Draper, if you hear this, um, please, uh, I would love to talk to you and get your thoughts about um, Bitcoin and your Bitcoin tie that you <laughs> used during the interview. Um, but uh, I digress. So yeah, she had connections to the old boys club. Mm-hmm. She was a she was a woman, which mm-hmm. like 
is was the buzzword up until very recently like yeah. women empowerment etc etc so yeah like lean in blah blah blah, blah. silicon yeah. valley was very much driven to create a female billionaire mm -hmm. but of course it has to be a white woman though. yeah mm -hmm. so there was that plus what else there is yeah so but then yeah you're right it has to be a white woman mm -hmm. because they're not ready for minority women to mm -hmm. become billionaires mm -hmm. So, yeah, Theranos, that entire story, that saga, it's very interesting. But what's more interesting is Theranos failed. Mm -hmm. The next big thing in Silicon Valley happened to be this company called Ubiome. Have you ever heard of it? No. It's like Theranos. It's just that instead of blood, it uses your feces. <laughs> oh, is it like that fecal transplant shit? Yeah. No, not fecal transplant. It uses your feces to diagnose what sorts of disease you have using the remnants, remnants that are in your feces. Okay. I mean... Does mm, also fecal transplant don't make any sense to me. You know, the, this is a whole other world. Yeah, you're we, right. We can talk about this another but, way. Yeah. But but wait. Okay, just at a glance, I feel like it does make sense because a lot of a lot of biologists and a lot of like zoologists they like identify and diagnose animals based on their shit. Mm. So why not humans? Okay. So, or do we just eat too much weird shit that like it's all shitty? No, no, no. So the issue is <laughs> the issue is. Uh huh. With animals, uh -huh. uh, you get a lot of genetic diversity. You mm -hmm. take random samples. You take, you try taking random samples in the U.S. Mm -hmm. You're gonna get pre predominantly white samples. Mm, that's true. Yeah, mm -hmm. and the whole premise behind these these big data-driven mm -hmm. businesses is that you get a large enough sample size so that you can build up an algorithm that accurately predicts for the entire population. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, what ends up happening is it becomes very much skewed towards. White, white people. people wow i never wow okay no that makes a lot of sense yeah uh -huh. also what so then these algorithms are built to keep on feeding the system yeah the systemic but even, even more basic than that the reason you buy on fail is that people were sending in feces i think i i'm done talking <laughs> people were sending in feces like what ends up happening is look these like like but of course the, you have to send in feces. No, the data that you can collect from feces is very limited. Uh -huh. The fact that you're trying to build a billion dollar business out of this. <laughs> <laughs> out of shit. That's the issue. Like, it, it has a very limited use case, which is why you see a lot of other lab techni technical companies that mm -hmm. do blood testing, that do saliva testing, that mm -hmm. do all sorts of testing, add that as a, as a value add. Mm -hmm. And also, citizen science has largely been shown to be very useless. Citizen science? Yeah. Where people send in samples, oh, like Twenty Three and Me, is going down the is going downhill mainly because look, the data that you could collect from saliva samples, from cheek swabs, mm -hmm. is very limited. Mm -hmm. And like citizen science, you can't have everyone participate. You have to incentivize people to participate, mm -hmm. and that burns through cash rather quickly. You can't build a business on that. That's the fundamental reason why it flopped. Mm -hmm. Now, moving from that to the larger issue of AI, mm -hmm. there was also an issue with like racial bias. Oh boy. Yeah, and this is, like, for example, when Microsoft like, like facial recognition. <laughs> facial recognition is largely white I, people. I mean, yeah, that's they don't recognize like like uh, the iPhone minority faces. This is a famous story. Mm -hmm. The iPhone, um, when when it first came out with Face ID. <laughs> was such a wreck in China because it would like open for like two random strangers. Oh my god! Actually, funny story. Um, sometimes I can open my mom's phone with my face. That is, yeah. <laughs> see, like it doesn't happen for white people. Mm -hmm. it happens for racial minorities. Mm -hmm. 
also further, when Microsoft came up with that Twitter chatbot, mm-hmm. it turned racist really quickly. Oh shit! Because it was scraping through everything. Like there was no control that we have over this. Mm-hmm. Because I the see. data we feed it is fundamentally flawed. Right. Right. And Silicon Valley. No, has- that's that's such a good point. Like I think we need to we need to fucking emphasize that right now. Like the the data that's being fed to these algorithms and machine learning processes, whatever is fundamentally flawed yeah actually this i'm saying it again just for everybody in the back i don't know, I don't know how we keep drifting into this topic but I, because I'm it's go important it. it is important and yeah. i'm gonna keep keep at it because look same police funding is fun is fueled by algorithms mm-hmm. through like oh which areas have the highest rates of crime mm-hmm. that's also a fundamentally biased mm-hmm. data set mm-hmm so you can't say that numbers are unbiased, by the no. way. You can't say that the numbers are just numbers. Numbers, not. Are, numbers are extremely biased. Yeah. Numbers, you can cook. I mean, this is um, what Michael says to me all the time, but you can cook numbers any which way you want. That's yeah. how you get like a, that's how you paper get. Paper billionaires. Paper billionaires. Yeah. To come because, full circle. Look, who in their right, like we're in the WeWork right now, and I'm going to say it, who in their fucking right mind said that WeWork is worth $47 billion? I'm looking at you, Masayoshi-san. <laughs> Masa. Get your shit together. SoftBank, what the fuck is going on? Like, no, but it's only because they become a meme. But yeah. like Masayoshi San, the man who invested twenty million dollars in Alibaba and turned it into a hundred billion dollars, mm-hmm. that's amazing. Mm-hmm. I properly uh, like laud him for all his accomplishments. Mm-hmm. But WeWork was his one failure mm-hmm. because he was so driven by the fact that look, crazy founders do crazy shit, mm-hmm. and big bets on crazy founders eventually turned into big wins Mm -hmm. that's not how this market should be run yeah unfortunately and it's like thankfully thanks to Masayoshi-san despite the fact that whether he wanted or not Mm -hmm. we now know better Mm -hmm. than to bet on crazy founders we now know look maybe we need rational heads behind rational companies before taking them IPO Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and now we know like thanks to Microsoft thanks to Apple like look the data set that we're feeding our machine learning algorithms are probably fundamentally flawed. Yeah, it's very biased. Yeah. And to go back to what you said about police funding, it's through algorithms that are fed numbers that come from a systemic, racially biased system. Yeah. So, like, we're, uh, here's the thing. I want to... And I think, I think this is really important because when we get into the ethics of, like, AI and machine learning, this is all going to come into play. Yeah. I think so. Here's the note I want to end on. Like, mm-hmm. there's a shitload of problems in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, Jane opening 52 tabs on a single Chrome browser <laughs> and crashing our system. So that we had to pause in the middle yeah, of our. To, this is the first time this ever happened, by the way. Yeah, it's the first time. Um, to like systemic racism and people playing with the system and creating paper billionaires. Mm-hmm. Like, these are all issues. Mm-hmm. We can't just focus on one at a time because mm-hmm. these are all existing in the same world mm-hmm. at the same time. And not to mention, like, while we're mm-hmm. talking about all of, like, these coexisting issues, like the crisis in Yemen, yeah. Palestine, Israel. Like, the so COVID-19 the, crisis the, as well. Yeah, yeah, that too. Um, Syria, Honduras has always been a shit show. Yeah, like, North Korea trying to start a war with the I know, the US. bombing the, bombing the <laughs> Kaesong Industrial Complex, yeah. which was just, I mean... But... His sister's fucking scary. Yeah. But anyways, I digress. But bear in mind, we're making progress. Mm-hmm. However small it may be. Like, mm-hmm. Jane Jane keeps telling me this. Every time she comes up, she does something progressive. She's like, oh, yeah, baby steps, Michael. Baby steps. And I say, <laughs> yeah, baby steps. <laughs> but, like, baby steps mean something 
Mm-hmm. Like, um, there's this t- Korean TV show, You Quiz on the Block. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I actually really like it because they do interviews with people. Mm-hmm. And it's like Asian boss, but better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm calling you out, Asian boss. I know, Asian boss, you uh, kind of <laughs> fell off. But was it? So Kim Sura, Market Curly's mm-hmm. CEO, mm-hmm. was on the show. And she said, look, the goal is, the goal is to be 1% better than yesterday. Yeah. And eventually that compounds mm-hmm. into exponentials. Mm-hmm. Compounded interest. Yeah. But I agree. Look, baby steps, just markedly better than yesterday. Mm-hmm. That compounds into something so much greater. Mm-hmm. And I think on that front, humanity is progressively getting better and better. And I think I it might not to, always feel that way. But no. the thing is, even if it doesn't feel that way, it's the only hope that we have or else we really might as well just throw ourselves under a bus. Yeah, like we may talk about death all the time, mm-hmm. but we have hope for humanity. That's why we haven't killed ourselves. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, <laughs> And that is a great note to end on. Yeah, so. um, and on that note, um, <laughs> next week, we I don't know what we're going to talk about, but please tune in. Yep. And also, somebody call the cops. YS2. <laughs> Yuck's up. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye.